Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This production, this podcast, this radio show is meant to provide you meaningful support to find great careers faster. And that's whether you're working or not. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we talk about the nine things you should never do on LinkedIn. We have touched on this subject before, but we wanted to go through a few things just to be really clear. There are probably as many experts on how to use LinkedIn as there are users of LinkedIn. We have found that there are some patterns that work and some that don't. And so we want to just help people to understand some of the things that may not land the way you think they do if you want to use them. Especially if you want to get the most out of the platform as possible. We all know in some cases what to do, but we don't know sometimes what not not to do. And the first thing not to do is don't not have a profile photograph. Yeah, it is vital to have a photograph. And I say that because part of getting you onto the search engine optimization, for lack of a better term, I can't think of the, the terminology. The algorithms. Or but yeah, to, be, okay. to, to get onto people's searches, you have to have a complete profile. So all of the different sections are filled out. That includes your photograph. Don't make the mistake of thinking you're going to be you know, maybe maintaining your anonymity. If you want to be anonymous, don't get on the Oh, but they're going to discriminate my age yeah. or my ethnicity right. or my... Get a, what do I do, get a good, Scott? Get a good photograph and put that on because that's part of the networking program that mm-hmm. they offer. They want this to be as complete a picture of you as possible. And so your photograph is important. It also relates to consistency. Sometimes I say integrity and people think I'm challenging their their ethics. But integrity means that you're the person on LinkedIn yeah. that shows up to the interview, that there's no surprises there. So that it's not some glamour shot from 1982. Well, and that actually brings us to our second point, And that is don't use poor photograph. A cheesy picture. Yeah, like that. A selfie. 1980. Well, if if you've got really long arms, that might work. (laughs) That 1982 glamour shot is probably not the one you want to use. You want to look like the photograph, okay? So if it's a really old photo, I generally tell people don't use anything that's more than five years old and preferably no more than two. That also means that some people find it more challenging to have a professional headshot taken. I totally get that because not everybody can afford that. That's where the selfies come in. Be picky about the photo that goes on. Don't, please don't use wedding photos or photos from the beach or yeah, where you're... you're, uh, You got your arm around your body and you can see... Cut the other person off. (laughs) Please don't do that. It doesn't matter how flattering that photograph is. It's really distracting to see, oh, who did he cut out? You know, have a headshot taken. It does not have to be a studio portrait. If you can afford that, that's great. It, it certainly isn't your, your Facebook photo either, no. although it can be if you keep it professional. Well, if you have a professional right. Facebook it's also page. Not, right. It's also not uh, a, a modified filtered shot from Snapchat or oh, Instagram. Yes. So we're seeing what we're seeing, Scott, is a younger generation has now gone through college. They're looking for a professional career. And lo and behold, they have the little 
you know, fairy ears on their headshot with the little stars and and the smooth face. Right. You, right. you see the or, filters. Or the ones, well, they probably wouldn't add the cat or dog face. The, the idea is have a professional shot. It's important that you're giving the right message in the photograph and one that aligns with your experience and the, the kind of work that you do. Now, for example, if you have a really good photo of you in and you work in a hospital and you're in your scrubs and you have the photo is taken in the environment in which you work that's okay make sure that the background isn't distracting i find a lot of photographs on uh, social media in general not just linkedin where they haven't considered what they're standing in front of and the background becomes distracting. My attention is pulled to what's going on behind you. Mm -hmm. Really important that you pay attention to these things. The easiest thing to do is to hand your phone to a friend and go actually go outside during a good a nice day because the natural light outdoors, right. as long as it's not too over overbearing, natural right. light is always better. Um, the to, indoor photos tend to be yellow and depending on the lighting, sure. Ghosting. Uh, be be cognizant of the the quality of the picture that you're taking and the quality of the picture that you're you're putting up there, and it needs to look like you. Better to have one than not have one. Yeah. Better to have one that's professional than one that's right. not. So the third thing I see a lot that you should not be putting on your LinkedIn profile is seeking opportunities or looking for my next great employment job or whatever that. Right. It's all well and good to be looking for a job. We, we've all been there. It's going to happen to all of us at some point. The way to mention that is to show in your latest job that there was an end date. Trust me, we get it. If you are looking to fill that where you used to have your job title, put your job title, put the title of the job that you are looking for. It can be more general. Uh, if you are a, a specialist in something very much in a niche market, that's fine. Just make that title more general in the right industry or in the right field. They call that section the headline. The headline is that 120 characters that's right under your name and your headshot and that is customizable it doesn't have to be your most recent role under experience it can be your branding statement it, it could be pieces of your branding statement yeah. it could be a target job title it could be areas of expertise we know it is keyword driven right. and it does lend certain amount of weight to the algorithm so make sure the headline that 120 characters has a target job title and some keywords and a little bit of branding at the end. So the next one, empty content spaces. This comes back to whether or not your, your LinkedIn profile is going to get optimized and show up on people's searches. When you have the about section or some of the other sections, when you leave them blank, it means that there are fewer ways for other people to find your profile. And so we do highly recommend that you fill out all of the different sections in some fashion. Especially experience, the most recent role under experience, yep. the about us or about me section. They just changed it recently. So it yep. used to be the summary. All we can say is LinkedIn's probably going to change by the time this episode hits the air or you listen to it. Right. It's possible. Uh, so just know it's going to change. But just give as much information as you can without it being repetitive, without giving away personal information, without 
uh, straying to things that don't really relate to the work that you do, try to have something in all the sections so that people can find mm. you. Yeah, just make it easy to read. That's the idea. And the experience section is kind of limiting that way currently. It's only showing for the first role in experience eight lines of text, even though you can put 1,500 characters in there. Sure, but then you, they, they have to click through to read more. So right. again, put the important stuff up front. And I would encourage you, if they're giving you 1,500 characters, use most of that. Just make sure you front load this section with the important stuff like exactly. Scott mentioned. So the fifth thing not to do on LinkedIn is reach out to people you don't know without telling them why or what for. I, I get a lot of those connection requests where all they've done is to click on the, the section where it says, you know, connect and you do it and then it sends it. It doesn't give you the opportunity to, to give them a message. If you see someone that is interesting, you think you want to connect, go to their profile. And then when you click to connect there, it gives you an opportunity to write a message to that person. Always give them a reason why you're contacting them because when I get them without, if I don't immediately see how we could mutually benefit one another in networking, I don't connect. They're gonna evaluate you based on your profile. Whether you have a message or not, they're gonna evaluate you based on that. That's the first thing. The second thing is LinkedIn is not very good about telling you where they have a connect button and it automatically sends and where it doesn't. And that's even true on the mobile device. Especially true on, on their yeah, mobile version. If I, it's like Candy Crush. You know, <laughs> you're just hit, sitting there hitting the connect button. Yeah, and, not a good idea. And even if you go to the profile page on the mobile device and click connect, it automatically sends. Yeah, that's true. So if you're on the mobile device, click the three dots. You'll see what I'm talking about. And then it'll say send a personalized request. It even uses different language. Right. Go, yeah. go figure. <laughs> Always send a message telling them why you want to connect. Personal thing, I do get an occasional message where they say, uh, I want to connect because I think we can benefit one another. You know, there's a mutual benefit here. Really? Tell me what you think that benefit is. Just the generic, oh, we can help each other. It doesn't convince yeah. me. The one I really like is, I found your profile on LinkedIn. Let's connect. Yeah, well, you're on LinkedIn, so that makes sense. Give them a reason why. Uh, the sixth thing not to do on LinkedIn, which is a no-no, is make your connections non-searchable. Yeah, what's the point in that? You can, you can ratchet down the security features where people can't see your connections. That's the point of LinkedIn, is to help people make connections. But Scott, they're my connections. Well, that's great. So... Yeah, I don't know that I would want to connect with you if, you if you're that secretive. Maybe you don't have any connections at all. Well, it says 500 plus. Yeah, whatever. Quite frankly, I think the point of LinkedIn is to show a, a value that the connections that I have may actually benefit other people. And I would hope that the reverse could be true as well. I'm telling you, when someone connects with me and it's obvious that they're just mining my my connections but I can't see theirs I'm probably not going to stay connected to that person because I don't I don't understand what the value proposition is there isn't one right at least not for you exactly don't do that please and if you have done that you know go to the LinkedIn help section to figure out how to fix it and and look at this the privacy settings and make sure you have them set up right right so that you're not doing that. Make, and LinkedIn is really good on helping people with that. Their help section is actually one of the best ones I've looked at. Yeah. I've been through a lot of help sections on Facebook, can't find anything. LinkedIn is actually really, really good about 
educating their users on how to use the platform right. effectively. And if that doesn't work for you, find someone in your area who can actually walk you through it. It's worth it. You won't forget how to use it if you learn to use it well the first time. Totally worth it. The seventh thing to not do on LinkedIn is post things outside your purpose of being there in alignment with your brand or your presence or your right. purpose. Right. We, I mentioned it before in terms of, you know, if you want to be a jack of all trades and you want to send that message that you can do many things really well, that's fine, but that's going to limit the number of people who will connect with you in a meaningful fashion because it's confusing. If I'm looking for someone who has a job progression to show that they have the experience, the ability to manage other people, and the broader sense of strategic thinking to the job that I'm looking for, and your resume is showing that you do a whole bunch of different things that don't actually matter, I'm not going to consider that. I'm not gonna pay attention to that because I'm looking for that, that linear thought, right? By having all these other things out there, you're mixing your message and I'm not sure what you wanna do. Be consistent. Have your profile send a message. Have yeah. everything you post send the same message. Right. Have every interaction on groups send the same message. And th this is what we're talking about with aligning your brand. You have a brand, whether you market yourself well or not, the message that you send out there, what your abilities, your skills, your knowledge, the value you bring to an organization or to a project, that is your personal brand. And so if you have everything in your profile aligned with, aligning with that brand, then you're sending a consistent message. By putting the kitchen sink in your LinkedIn profile, you're making that less clear. Posting videos of cats yeah, or anything that. that you would put on Facebook, unless yeah. you're a cat herder or, or a cat person or a veterinarian. You're right. Yeah, you're working in that field. You're, you're not working in the field or aligning your brand. LinkedIn well. may be considered social media, but it is targeted. It's not like Facebook and Pinterest and and Instagram, uh, where it's just showing people what you're doing, what you're eating. Please don't do that. The eighth thing not to do on LinkedIn is do not ghost people. Yeah. How many times have we connected with someone? They, I get the message, hey, I'd like to connect with you. You look interesting. So I click yes. I send a message. I always send a message to somebody when they connect with me. How can I help you is my question to them. When they don't answer, it makes me wonder, why did you just connect with me? Of course, I'm going to think that you're just here to get my contact list. Okay, that's understandable, but if you're not adding any value to my world, to my network, why would I maintain that connection? And after the second message, if you haven't responded, I will disconnect. It's not like uh, the, the card game War, right? Where you're trying right. to get all the cards. I mean, there's no value in collecting more connections. Yeah, yeah and I then understand. No, and then not offering anything. People want to validate themselves on, oh, I have X number of connections. Oh, okay, I suppose there's a, some value in that, but not to the people you're trying to connect to. Well, you can do that and engage. Sure. It's not like yeah. you're, you know, it's not like people are beating down your door every five minutes right. wanting to get a connection. If you connect you know? with someone and they reach out to you, always respond. Ghosting is rude. LinkedIn does not do a very good job with the message platform. The they messaging don't. on the mobile device, you know, when you get a message from somebody on LinkedIn, it just sends an email saying, you've got a message. Yeah. 
It doesn't actually give you the message. It used to. It but used I, to. I, they're, they're, I'm sure they're doing that to drive traffic back to their platform. Well, it's for paid service, too. Yeah. So well, there's the, lots of reasons. The idea of ensuring that you are engaging in conversation, isn't that the purpose of LinkedIn? To, to network, to communicate back and forth. If you're going to connect with people, be willing to have those conversations. Don't be so selfish that you... Uh, if somebody asks for help that you're not willing to offer assistance. Yeah, you know? that's, that's the other thing. I, I find it interesting. And everybody has their own reason. But I know someone who is not willing to connect with anyone they can't meet with in person. And I, I, I respect that. I don't think that everybody in my neighborhood is the extent of who I can be helpful to. Or I never know when I might need to reach out to somebody beyond my neighborhood. And so if, if you're limiting this to only people that you are, can meet and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation to, okay, understand that you are limiting your own ability to use, now, to use LinkedIn to its fullest degree. Don't ghost people. If yeah. someone sends you a message, please respond. Yeah. I know how hard it is to manage messages in there. I probably send a good, and, and this is probably saying something, I probably send 40 connection requests a day. And so it's it's not but uncommon. But that's also the nature of your work. Right. It, but it's not uncommon that there's things that get lost in that message string. You True. Know, you're going to lose things. Uh, I don't suspect that that's most people. No, but I also, if I expect to have a, a real back and forth conversation with someone, I give them my email address or my phone number and I have the conversation outside of LinkedIn. There you go. So you don't have to be face to face. You can always have a phone conversation. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it, when it comes to any kind of professional relationship, it's likely to happen on the phone first anyway. Th this is all part of what does it mean to communicate on a business level? I don't think that text messages and emails are truly the only way we're going to communicate in the future. And I've had this conversation with people about technology taking over because those who are coming into the job world have never known a world without technology, without uh, smartphones and tablets and all <laughs> Didn't these things, you get right? my email? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I totally grant that. Human connection is always going to be needed by human beings. How the tools we use to make that connection may change. Still, having that interpersonal conversation, is it's got to get beyond the written word because only 3% of what we communicate is the word choice. Most of our, more than half of our communication happens in body language. Now you might be able to hear some body language over the phone. Really tone of voice is, you know, something less than half, 40 something percent. 55% um, I think is in body language and just 3% is in the word choice. So please don't not talk to somebody who asks to connect. In, in fact, I recommend people insist on it. That brings us to the ninth and final somewhat ironic yeah. <laughs> uh, thing not to do on LinkedIn is think you know LinkedIn better than someone else. Yeah. So what are you and, saying? <laughs> well, I'm saying we're telling people what not to do on LinkedIn. Yeah. And here we are saying, don't, tell, don't think you know LinkedIn better than somebody else. And you know, the reason why I'm confident with this podcast is because we are not the only ones saying these nine things. We may have put it together this way in a unique fashion or said it in, in a slightly different way. And we hope so. Because every time you hear something 
and, and you hear it slightly differently, it means that you're probably going to, it's going to resonate differently. If we can reach those people who have heard the message and not really understood it, but now they do, so much the better. This is not news, right? We're not, this is not a breaking story. We probably know LinkedIn better than many because we're in it so much. There are going to be things that we don't know all of it. But I will say that when I talk to somebody who starts to talk to me as if I don't know LinkedIn at all, it's rather off-putting. Well, so it's a reminder, right? It's a reminder to me. And the reason we put it in here is it's, it's we're telling ourselves, hey, you know, this is an opportunity for me to have a little humble pie. Sure. And... Also, for those who don't know LinkedIn as well, to ed help educate them. And that's we, why we even do this podcast in the first place. Right. So we, we hope we've been helpful here. We like LinkedIn, obviously. We use it all the time. I think it's a valuable platform and tool. I also tell people don't take everything too seriously. That does it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. You can find all the show notes and resources at jobseekersradio.com forward slash 053. Now, we also want to call attention to a free resource that we have. You'll see it there on the page. It's the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation, a little ebook that Andrew and I have put together. We hope you uh, download and use it. You'll, you'll find it to be helpful. Your investment of time and attention is greatly appreciated. Head over to iTunes. There's a little link there in the show notes to do that and subscribe to get future episodes. While you're there, go ahead and provide a rate and review so we know what we can do better, or maybe a topic we haven't covered that yet that you would like to sure. get our perspective on. Yeah, we, we love answering your questions. If you have concerns or issues that you want us to discuss, let us know what those are. Well, I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Take care. I do. To you and you and you.